What's up, runners? What's up, brunchers? Welcome to the first and inaugural episode of The Running Brunch. I'm co-host Peter Cunningham, sitting across from, give us your name, Ben Ledbetter. Thanks for listening in. We're excited to talk running. We're excited to talk a little bit about brunch. Uh, and and we'll, uh, we'll dive in here in a little bit about the, the, the depths of the purpose of this podcast. But uh, thanks so much for tuning in for our first episode. Uh, yeah. Ben, thanks for hanging out with me at my I'm, house. Bro, I'm so excited. Um, I'm excited really for this first portion of... That will be a recurring theme mm-hmm. each, not even theme, thing that we do yeah. of discussing what we're having for brunch while we podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it being brunch time as we speak. <laughs> so for those that don't know yet, we'll, the, throughout the show. none of you do. You don't. Uh, I'm sure we've talked to some of our friends and some of our runners, our athletes about it, but um, the... There is a debate, at least between Ben and myself, about what brunch actually is. We'll we'll dive into the the details of our opinions on that as the season uh, goes on. Uh, but what's funny is that my opinion uh, is actually completely at odds with with uh, it just uh, everything that we're about to talk about as far as what we're eating and when we're eating it in the day. So, but uh, you know. Instead of diving into our opinions, uh, today for brunch, we had uh, uh, a we actually, post... We actually both had the same thing. We had the same thing. The tomato was the only difference. Uh, true. And I put a barbecue on mine. Yeah. Um, but we both went to... Uh, we got dinner from a place called... Sorry, we got brunch from a place called Mess Hall 45. A little post-run meal. Uh, we both got a double royal with cheese. Which is basically just a cheeseburger, <laughs> cheeseburger. with two quarter pound patties, Oh man. <laughs> lettuce, cheese, mm, ketchup, mm-hmm. onions, pickles, mm-hmm. tomato if you're Peter, no tomato if you're Ben, yeah. and bacon. Yeah. And we, fries. We added bacon. The but fries no Dr. Wasn't... Pepper because we didn't take that home. No, they uh, either they forgot to give it to me, um, I did say it in the phone, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, as I was eating it, I was thinking to myself... This is not. This is either total runner's food or it's not runner's food at all. Oh, it's it's post runner's it's food. post runner food. food. Yeah, for sure. So um, we we dug into that and uh, that that's our fuel for the day and that's uh, that was our first brunch. Yeah, um, Ben, that's a great brunch. What a, what a first brunch and and I only had one beer remaining. Uh, so Ben, you're you're drinking a a from Fossil Cove Brewery here in Fayetteville, Arkansas. A blackberry cream. It says on the can. Blackberry cream ale brewed with blackberries and lactose. Mm. And as a person who is lactose intolerant, this is incredible. I don't think I knew you were lactose intolerant. Uh, yeah. But the cheese on your burger. Oh, I'm, I'm, Tori's going to pay for it later. Okay. And those of you who don't know, Tori is my wife. Yeah. She's incredible. Yeah. As every person on a podcast ever says, my wife is super hot. Mm. Blah, blah, blah. Romanticism. Every person on every podcast that has a that? wife. Okay, okay. I was gonna uh, say a little, a little yeah. star in there. Because I was like, I haven't done a whole lot of podcasts in my life, but I, I, you know, I don't think I've said that. In no, but I'll, like, you know, especially like there are certain genres of podcasts where a guy like mentions his wife, or just like public speakers who mention their wife. I'm like, yeah. oh, did I mention that my wife is super hot? Super hot. And Look, babe. Yeah. Oh, who's that? Who's that hot girl in the back? Oh, wait, that's just my wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like no. Well, for those that don't know me, I'm not just neglecting to call my wife hot. I don't have one of those. That is true. Uh, so uh, yours hasn't been delivered yet. It's on its way. <laughs> it it's on its way. Uh, they were. It's. Uh, <laughs> they had to recall the previous uh, uh, model. 
and uh and we're you know it's it's been <laughs> oh, difficult man. um but uh, I got a small refund and actually a, a voucher. Uh, nice. So nice. if I if if I want version <laughs> two, just hey, right, this is oh rough. So oh, man. yeah, that we'll we'll uh, we'll take you on quite a journey in the the brunch world in that discussion. Um, but I I just think that uh, so many runners uh, should uh, rely on food uh, so much that. Um, that it's fun to talk food as we're talking running. Yeah. And, uh, Plus, and I also... Mean, most, most runs, especially like local run clubs here in town, base it around some form of food or drink activity where mm-hmm. we have a ton of local breweries that do runs. We have the Ozark Bagel, who does... They do a bagel run like twice a week where you I think meet, I knew that. Oh, 5.30 and 6 a.m. Ozark Mountain Bagel? Ozark Mountain Bagel. Right next to Onyx and Johnson? Uh, it's the one... Nope, there's the Bentonville store. Bentonville, yeah. The, which there are two of, but it's the one that's over off of Walton yeah. and Rainbow Road. Okay. 5.30 and 6 is when the two groups leave, and then you run anywhere between 5... Or anywhere between 3 and 10 miles, and then you stop and get coffee and bagels at Ozark Mountain Bagel after you're done. If there is no establishment on Rainbow Road that is themed like Mario Kart Rainbow Road... Oh, you know there's not. This is I, North Arkansas. I... Would be and apparently should be an am furious. There should be some kind of game store. I might quit my job right now. Sorry, Alan, my president. <laughs> I have just quit my job to start some sort of establishment that is Rainbow Road Mario Kart themed. Um, oh, imagine like a go kart place. That would be, That'd be awesome. It'd awesome. <laughs> be so good. Okay, we Whoa. we've that's gonna be our second podcast. Yeah. <laughs> So speak, kind of speaking of, uh, man, sidetracking real hard there. Mm-hmm. Um, one, backtracking to food, mm-hmm. um, we we wanted to kind of generate this. Peter and I came up with this idea of runners talking over brunch about life, about running, what they're currently experiencing, having genuine conversations about what they're actually experiencing instead of um, pseudo experiencing or showing or demonstrating on social media what is only the good thing about running, but actually walking through each with each other, with the guests that we bring on, and hopefully also with our listeners, what you're experiencing um, in your running life and how you are working through your training, through your marathon prep, through your post-marathon prep, through your injuries, through your job, through your kids, whatever it is. Um, we, we would love to be able to have more genuine conversations about that, um, which then leads me to our second segue of mentioning jobs and Peter, how you just quit in yours. What, what did you used to do before yeah. you just quit? Just seconds ago, just yeah. before I quit that job. Yeah, I, uh, I am in my 30s and I live here in Fayetteville, Arkansas, and I uh, am the employee experience manager for a 3PL company, a third-party logistics company. Um, but uh, we we provide creative solutions for content brands, so warehousing and creative design for our our clients. And uh, and on the side, I'm an assistant coach at John Brown University for their cross Peckham. country and track team. You know what, Peckham and Reckham. Peckham and Reckham, baby. Golly. And uh, and for their hockey team, which I don't think they have yet. Make yeah. sure make sure you check them. <laughs> <laughs> Peckham and check them, baby. Peckham and check them. <laughs> 
And, uh, so, uh, that's, that's my, that's my work life. Uh, I ran cross country and kind of track at, uh, Colorado Christian University. Third place. Third, third place. At cross country nationals yep. this year. D2 nationals, baby. Incredible. Uh, the, the program has come a long way since you and I ran there, which, which spoiler to our listeners, uh, Ben sitting across from me also ran at CCU. Sco and uh and i am um i'm less of an active racer than i used to be um with some different calf and achilles issues along the way but i've been doing some pt and uh and ben and i will probably talk more and more about how we're um looking ahead to do some races this spring ben you're already kind of doing some some stuff that i'm sure you'll tell our listeners about but i'll be hopping back into the running racing world uh, this spring and I'm kind of starting to train with you, uh, for that already. So love it. Love and it. Yeah. Your work life, your running life. Yeah. Great question. Which Th- thanks really, for asking. They merge. Hey, you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. It was on our, it was on the agenda for the night. It's so. very true. Very true. It was a little softball there. Um, work, running life. They do, as Peter said, kind of intermingle a little bit. Um, really in more ways than I've really thought about before. I work at a local, at the only Local running store here in North Is the in all caps right there? Uh, we're not like Ohio State. We're oh, not okay. cap, but we're not we're not the Ohio yeah. State. Yeah, people. yeah. From that what conference? The the lesser conference. Oh, right? don't even get me started. <laughs> no, don't even get me started. We won't. We won't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll learn more about my qualms with the SEC here. Qualms. Yes, I have qualms. I need to take up with the NCAA about the SEC. Wow. Anyway. Yep. Um, I work at, our, the, at the local running store uh, here in Northwest Arkansas called Rush Running, run by Mike Rush, whose name is actually Mike Rush. His last name is Rush. Um, and I'm just a sales associate there. I get to anyone who comes to the store, whether they are a longtime runner, a first-time runner, a walker, uh, an orthopedic patient. Uh, my mom and my aunt, a walker. And your dad. Oh, did he shop? There? He did. Got some ultras. Ultras. Yeah. Ult- yeah, we were. It was a great day. Yeah, it was a great day. Um, so I, I help people figure out what kind of shoes they need to get. So if you're ever in North of Arkansas, come up to the Bentonville Rush Running Store. I'll probably be there if you're there Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Sometimes Tuesday, sometimes Thursday, and maybe sometimes Sunday. So but, many options. But never Saturday. <laughs> okay. I do not work Saturdays. No. And just as Peter um, also mentioned, uh, he is an assistant coach at John Brown. I am also an assistant coach at John Brown University for the cross-country and track and field teams. Peck Rec. Peck em, wreck em, and check em. Um, the, uh, Peter did did not mention, though, that he is currently uh, the 800-meter and 1,500-meter coach for our track teams. That's true. Uh, men's and women's. Yeah. And then myself, it, I am, that was going to be a weird sentence, ah. I am the... Uh, finish the sentence as if you had continued with myself. <laughs> I, uh, what was it? Myself being the 1500 3K steeple, sometimes 5K okay. group. Um, and then Mason Blevins, our grad assistant and also assistant coach, but I think technically it's grad assistant. Yeah, if we had a watching audience, you'd see me right. raising my three fingers as if it was Hunger Games uh, in honor of Mason Blevins. Right. What, a, what a man. What a guy. He'll be on here soon. Um, but he is our 10K, 5K track coach. And then Scott Shockler, our head coach, is the uh, cur- currently overseeing our sprints and field events and has kind of delegated the distance crew to us, and we are really excited about it. Um, so that is where we are. That's what I'm doing. Um, 
I'm married uh, to a beautiful lady named Tori. Is she hot? Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, who's that in that window? Oh, that's just my hot No, wife. she's not standing she's outside. That would be cruel because it's, be, it's uh, below it's 40 freezing. right now. So Yeah, my watch, which is always wrong, says 36 degrees. That's probably, that's probably close cold. That's pretty yeah. close. Um, then I've got a little daughter named Olive. She's great. She loves to run. Um, she likes to wake up and ask me whenever I go to run in the morning, are you going to run with the girls to the girls today? Are you running with the girls? And I say, sadly, no. But she does like to come to practice sometime and run hill repeats with us. So Which fun. is incredible. With her light-up shoes. So, well, now she's got Nikes. I got her some new Nikes. Oh, wow. She's got actual Nike running shoes. She's running in Nike Alpha Flies? <laughs> I freaking wish they made three-and-a-half-year-old Alpha Flies. You know I'd be getting those. It, 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 for the kids, it'd be like $180 for... For two weeks of wear before they outgrow them. <laughs> oh, that would be incredible. Um, but yeah, so like Peter said, my entire work life, most of my hobby life, all crosses over into one giant section. Yeah. Um, which kind of led me to want to start what Peter and I are doing here, um, which is this podcast. I had an idea after seeing, I think it started, it was in the summer. It was post-Olympic trials, um, had a couple athletes, not going to name names, um, not do well at the trials, and they posted some interesting things on social media about saying how, oh, I'm hurt, I've been on the bike for two weeks, even though just a week ago I won some 1500 meter race and outkicked everybody, but now all of a sudden that I didn't make the Olympic team, I've been nursing an injury so feel bad for me. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, one, if you're actually injured, ah, that sucks. I hate that for you. But also, maybe you just had a bad day. Why don't you own it? The athlete who I am, that also kind of inspired this, Donovan Brazier, who I am going to shout out, really owned his mm -hmm. Olympics mm -hmm. where he did not race well. And he just kind of said, I didn't have the fitness. Or was it? No, it wasn't the Olympics. It was the trials. Trials is what he handled. He was the athlete at the trials yeah. that he just kind of said, I didn't have it today. We all know that I've been injured. That's been fine, but that's not an excuse. I just didn't show up today. And that was, that was on me that there's nothing more or less that I could have done, but I tried my best with what I did or what I've done over the last couple months and it wasn't good enough. And so yeah. I'm going to keep working. And so, I, and I kind of thought to myself, you know, that is awesome that he was so genuine and open about not making an excuse, but just telling it how it is and being honest about it. And I said, that would be an awesome thing that everyday runners mm -hmm. can experience. Because um, there are so many people that I've talked to that I ask them about how their running's going. And they say, oh, it's going fine. It's whatever. Uh, my training's going kind of how I want it to. But I find that people are a little bit afraid to be honest with, well, the last three weeks have sucked. Or the the I didn't hit this workout that I wanted to do. No one really talks about the negative side of that. So I wanted to create a space that we could have those conversations. So you as listeners and Peter and I as athletes and our athletes at JB, whoever is on this podcast, listens to the podcast, can hear from people of all skill levels that they struggle with the grind of running. Yeah, and not even just uh, the physical grind, whether it's uh, your injuries or just uh you're having an off day but also just like the the mental the mental side of life and how uh, different things thrown your way can affect your training as well um right. whether it's 
uh, any level of depression or just life has been hard and stressful and that can get in the way of both professional athletes and just uh, total amateurs, it, it can be a big part of what keeps you from getting out the door and getting miles in. So, yeah. um, so not just physical things that, that impact your training and your racing, but also the, the mental side of things, which yeah. I think, I think in, in life, uh, we all should be, uh, pursuing some level of appropriate vulnerability with each other. And, and, and obviously that can, uh, and should seep into the, the running world as well. Right. Yeah, and, and kind of on top of that, even as a, as a dad, as a husband, I have found that training for my goals that I've set for myself to be a lot more difficult than they were when I was in college. Mm-hmm. I don't get to wake up every day and go run, have someone else cook my food in a cafeteria, <laughs> and be able to go sit in a training room to have someone do some kind of uh, shock therapy, I don't remember what it was called, stim, yeah. um, and massage out my legs, and I hop in an ice bath, I don't have time for that. Mm-hmm. I have a daughter I got to get ready for school. I have uh, a dog I have to walk. I have a wife that I would love to hang out with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have other hobbies and I have work. I, how am I supposed to fit in training? Mm-hmm. That's And so having to figure out how can I balance my work, family, running life is nuts. And so kind of we've got the physical side of running injuries. We've got the mental side of just kind of working through stuff. And then also just the time management side of being adults, being a high school student, be a college student. Mm-hmm. How do you meet the goals that you want to set for yourself, but also be a real life human being? Um, and so obviously we can talk about the sacrifices that can be made, where whether that's you're going to give up time with your daughter or give up time with your wife because you have to go train, or you're going to give up training a little bit, like doing less miles than you want or doing one less workout or not freaking out when you miss a whatever, insert blankety blankety blank that we'll talk about Um <clears throat> throughout the, sorry throughout this whole thing um so kind of speaking on that we we're going to bring on hopefully uh people of all uh caliber running abil- yeah caliber running ability um ages yep lots of different uh, current mileage um over the course of however long they've been running whether it's um someone who's running their first half marathon in april for the bentonville uh, half marathon or it's someone who's running in college currently or just graduated from college or someone who's a professional runner and that like this is their job and how even those people that we mostly see like on Instagram or that we see on videos or whatever it is, that they also have things that they struggle with and it's not just all perfect training for them. I think it's probably a good time to pull back the curtain and let everyone know, you know, this is our first episode, but actually we started recording episodes back in july july i think and uh and so pulling back the curtain here's the wizard behind behind the curtain uh and uh so the first episode uh is is is, uh you're hearing it and we've actually already had multiple guests on and so uh coming your way this season are our former jbu athletes current jbu athletes um uh, employee, former CCU athletes, former CCU athletes, uh, uh, current employees for uh, University of Arkansas track and cross country program, um, and and other people that we haven't um, recorded with yet. But uh, honestly, like I, I haven't even thought through what played into this wonky chronology of of recording, but. It seems like a little bit of it we can probably chalk up to life just kind of being hard as well. And so, like even as we're talking about uh, wanting to be appropriately vulnerable, 
you know, we started recording episodes and we were really stoked about it and whatnot. And then I feel like probably both you and I can say that, that uh, life just kind of happened in this way or that. And and it was hard to stay in the rhythm of recording episodes. Are, are you able to like put your finger on like uh, anything specific? I think um, we got back from uh, the JVU cross country slash track retreat in Washington. Yeah, we recorded a couple there. episodes at team camp. Um, and then I think a lot of it had to do with I did a lot of traveling and Tori did a lot of traveling in late August and early September um, where I just wasn't able to get evenings away because either I was out of town or Tori was out of town. So I had Olive, my daughter, which I already mentioned. Um, and so I just think that that's what kind of broke the rhythm of our of our weekly schedule. Um, and then it just has been hard to get back in that rhythm. Mm-hmm. Um and so yeah, I, I think that's what it was. Um, yeah. That there was it's not that there wasn't a desire. It was just like we said, life just sometimes happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're you're gonna hear stuff about uh, worlds finals, like the world championships for track and field. You're gonna hear some predictions that, <laughs> that were so wrong that are months ago. <laughs> from like we were expecting to be able to release release that right when right before worlds and. Here we are, eight months later. Uh, you're gonna hear from one of our former teammates about how we like nerd out about track and field. <laughs> That's funny. And so you can look back at the results and see how right or wrong we were. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I th- I think it's gonna be interesting, and I, th- I I'm really excited still because of just. Like that's just kind of the theme, and I, I'm kind of glad it worked out like that. Yeah. Um. Where we're already kind of setting it off of. We we're, we want to be genuine with where we are, um, and so in in that same vein, you'll hear a lot about how I was having great seventy mile weeks um, leading up to it and during it, and then I mean my fall has just been mm-hmm. a training nightmare. Yeah, you've had some sicknesses here and there, sicknesses, and just timetables. Yeah. yeah, so going like spiking at sixty miles a week and then down to eighteen mm-hmm. and then to ten and then. So if you if you ever follow me on Strava you, and you look back at from August or July through December, you'll see a nice straight line at seventy five miles a week, and then you'll see a like a mountain valley, mountain valley, mountain valley, mountain valley for four months. Mm-hmm. And for a while, I struggled with that. But you know, I'm kind of looking back on it, and I'm the times that I missed, I can think of plenty of things, and I'm glad that I chose current life over potential fitness because as a post-collegiate athlete as someone who's an adult there are so many road races that i'm i can just move my schedule back Uh, mind you i'm not trying to qualify for boston currently Mm -hmm. um but i can i can just kind of scoop back where i want to run so it's like hey okay i missed four months of training great then i'll just find a half marathon four months later than i thought yeah. And just call that good. Yeah. Um, which I'm kind of glad. I'm kind of happy about how stressless it's become compared to being a college, college athlete. Yeah. Is there is there anything else specifically on our, our agenda before I take us in a different direction? Oh, let's see. We've talked about what we're doing, how we're doing it, who we are. Purpose uh, of the podcast. Purpose of the podcast. Um, no. Also, there's you're gonna find out giveaways 
that <laughs> that is going to be hilarious. Mm-hmm. And everything in there, because we're just now releasing it, mm-hmm. still stands true. Yeah. So when those giveaways pop up, man, <laughs> they are a. It's going to be a surprise for us. Yeah. It's going to be a surprise for you. Yeah. And I'm so excited about that it. It's fun. Uh, ben, I like. Uh, let's let's start talking about. We're gearing up for a half marathon this spring. Uh, looks like we're gonna have to miss the Bentonville half or the Hog Eye because of uh, track meets for JBU. I don't know exactly uh, the level of expectation of us being at those, um, but I, you know, I like to think that we go to most if not all of the meets right because <laughs> it's our job we're getting getting that money oh uh, man and uh <laughs> so but uh so even though we're still looking for uh exactly what race it'll be we're, we're gearing up for a half in the spring kind of what's what's your current mentality and preparation for it um expectations and uh and how are you carrying just like the uh, the weight or no weight of, oh, I want to run a fast half, and yeah. Yeah. Um, so, oh gosh, how do I, where do I even start? I think... What's the base goal? Right, so I was going to say, I, I've kind of liked writing out expectations now in A, B, and C. What is my A or my number one expectation that I would love? That's my dream. Everything goes perfect. Uh, B being if things go well. C being what is the bare minimum that I want to do. Yeah, if the wheels um, fall off, I still meet this. Exactly. Um, so uh, I think my A X. Now we'll start at C. My baseline expectation um, is I would like to run in the teens, the the one hour and teens. Mm-hmm. So whether that's an hour and nineteen minutes for the half. Um, or an hour and 13 minutes and a half, whatever it is, um, that would be awesome. That would be, I would, I would hope that based on my training that I can do that, seeing as my current PB or PR personal best personal record is I think 123 at 35 or somewhere in there. And that was off of not a ton of training. Um, just, just some good aerobic fitness, which is great. But I think um, hopefully putting in enough effort along with the base that I currently have, I, sh- I should expect to be in the teens. So that's my C expectation. Expectation C is there. Expectation B is a 115. So dropping that specific teens down to a, at least a f- uh, 15. Um, and then my A expectation would be 530s for the entire like 5:30 per mile for the entire thing. Uh that is a goal that I think is attainable. Which if adds I, up to a what total? 111, I think, yeah. or 110 and change or something mm-hmm. like that. Um so that's crazy and I would love that and that's smoking. That's crazy based on what? Ah, uh, just, just being, your your history, my, or I think just being able to say that I ran five thirties for thirteen miles, like as a, as a person who's done that for five k, done that mostly for a ten k, I'm like to be able to say I've now over doubled my ten k pace mm-hmm. um, is nuts. Yeah, like I love that. Yeah, um, I think that, and I think it's attainable based on what I've seen just off of five weeks at 75 miles 
uh, and then running a 10K and almost beating my PR on a cold, hilly course uh, on grass, mm-hmm. uh, on a cross, like on a cross country, like a true cross country course. That was chili pepper. Chili right? pepper, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, that which kinda... has a lot more hills than you think because you do that three times. It's a, yeah, it's so you do that. You do the big three hill, loops. three loops, uh, three gradual up, three inclines, two long gradual uphills, and then some. You run the thick grass three times. Yeah. Um, so the college kids run an AK, girls run a six and a five K. Adults run the full 10k. Yeah. Um. So yeah. I. So I think. I think. I think I can do it. It's just a matter of how much I sacrifice in life and how much I dedicate to getting the training done. But I think having Peter along for the ride of whatever half we decide to do will help make Tori and I's time management a little bit more manageable and help prioritize how well, Ben we means plan me out. along for the ride. I'll I'll babysit all of every now and then so exactly. Ben can get miles in. Exactly. And, uh, <laughs> so and I so I'm I'm uh I'm joining this expedition and and uh especially since I haven't been uh racing a whole lot. Uh, I've been racing very little since college. Um I usually approach races as a friend is racing something and what are you doing friend okay i'm going to make that happen and uh and so i uh because of my calf and achilles stuff i've become more of a cyclist than um than probably a runner uh overall and so it's i'm i'm even just running 30 miles a week uh, at the beginning of my training is a is a definite increase in mileage for for running and i'll i'll have some of those 30 miles probably a couple days i'll be on the bike just to um, help my legs out and then my plan is to up that to probably no more than 50 a week um, at the height of my training and it'll be interesting to see um, if both of us are are fully healthy all the way through it'll be interesting to see just how different bodies respond to a half on different uh different mileage per week and so because max for me it's gonna be 50 max for you is 70 75 70 75 i don't yeah i think that'll probably be i maybe one time dip into 80 but probably not probably stick in the 70 to 75 range just because it's easy math of yeah. 10 to 10 miles a day yeah so for me after you know two or three weeks of getting 30 miles in a week i'll start increasing the mileage won't jump to 50 immediately um, but after a few weeks of 30 miles i'll start adding the speed in that ben is doing and so the only difference in theory uh will be the distance um that aerobic distance so uh i at least have always told myself i'm a lower mileage guy and i think that's i think that's true um so we'll uh we'll see how that goes i i uh i'm always probably overly optimistic about my expectations and what are your expectations uh so i have i have c b and a my c expectation is somewhere in the teens um (laughs) (laughs) and uh no my c expectation is um my c expectation is uh eight to ten miles on ben's shoulder at that 530 pace and then uh because i just don't have it in me whether it's my calves or achilles or uh the 50 miles a week just wasn't enough or something 
a wrench is thrown in in the training, which has kind of become the the um, the norm for me when I try racing is something uh, it gets jacked up in my legs. And so the seagull is that I am able to go a big chunk of the race with Ben, eight to 10 miles at his pace, and then I am just setting him up for success, and then I complete the race from there. Um, so uh, my B goal uh, would be, um, my B goal would probably be uh, anywhere in the the 70s, the, the, uh, one, the, the one hour and somewhere in the teens. Um, I probably give myself the B goal all the way up to 19. Um, and then, and then the A goal is I'm, I'm with Ben, actually the A goal is that I'm with Ben the entire way and then I outkick him at the end. <laughs> not going to happen. <laughs> no, not a chance. Not a chance. So, uh, <laughs> which, uh, which speaks to the, uh, who's more competitive between the two of us. Cause I, I, you know, that's not, I, I don't, I don't have that in me that nah, nah. And, and, uh, that purely in you is just. I'm going to say this just because I need to say this for my mentality is what you're saying. Well, I say it's not, it's not even I, need. I say I don't, I don't need to say it cuz I just know that, uh, that I'm going to that I if you're with if you're close you're not beating me. There there is no I don't need to say it. I just know that's the fact. I uh, until this moment there was zero element of competitiveness <laughs> between us in the training uh probably because there's been very little uh uh lead up to this conversation in our training. Um, but zero sense of competitiveness, competitiveness in me, uh, in preparation for the race. And, and, uh, and now, uh, now it's begun. (laughs) And, uh, and the difference between me and Ben is at the end of the day, I only care about both of us being happy about the, the result. And so honestly, like if I were to beat you and you felt terrible about yourself because I outkicked you, I am, I won't be happy with it. I won't be happy. Mm. I, I won't be happy with the end result. Like right. the the full experience for me uh, is that both you and I are stoked, and right. so like, uh, bro, if if I run if I run one eleven or one ten, and you and you which you <laughs> won't, I know that you won't. But if for some reason I break my ankle and I have to hobble across with a hundred meters to go, yeah, and I still run one ten one eleven, and yeah. you beat me. I, that's great. I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm not going to be bummed. Yeah, totally, I'm not totally, going to be bummed. Totally. But I just know that you're not going to beat me. So are matter. you thinking purely because uh, you I've have hit, been my, living? You've been living as a runner more than I have. Uh, I, I mean, I hit my eagle. My my eagle isn't beat Peter. Yeah, yeah, totally. So my eagle is. Oh, I ran one eleven. Great. Yeah. It's not. I, in no way is it a is it a competitive race against you. But if there's someone that is racing me uh-huh. with 200 to go, no matter the distance, uh-huh. I'm beating them. Okay. I chased a guy down with a K to go in a 10K at Chili Pepper yeah. and had 150 meters to go off a, off a hard hairpin turn, yeah, yeah. and he did not beat me. I chased him down. Seems like there's a difference, though, between that scenario and if you and I are shoulder to shoulder with a mile to go. I'm beating you. Fascinating. Yeah. If I make it that far next to you, yeah, I, I think just the different, you know... Uh, you have, I think I have more middle distance turnover in me than you do. Mm-hmm. And so if we're there together. If we're at a mile to go. A mile is I different st- than, I, than 400 or I, 800. I, I, if you're with me at a mile to go, I'm moving. Don't you, you, why are you telling me this? Because <laughs> I, that's, that's my plan. 
Then, then if you're still with me at 800, I move again. Okay. If you're with me at 400, I move again. If you're with me at two, all out sprint. Everything has changed. Everything has changed in this, in the prep for this. I, I, and I don't like the way I feel right now. I don't like the, I don't like, uh, if, because if we were teammates in college, this wouldn't be the conversation between teammates. It shouldn't be. I don't, I don't in like. A, in a healthy way. I think so, um, because it should drive you to also. But also, want to like beat me. today, uh, in our in this race that's coming up, there's no team points that you and I are like. Oh, end result, we are both helping the team if we push each other in a race. I mean, are we going to wear CCU alumni jerseys that I made? Or us? are we wearing rush running? Are we gear? wearing rush running gear? Right, because totally. that's also a team. We team. both we both represent, but it's totally different than at the end of the day. My uh, Your my mindset. Uh, uh, a uh, a Benny uh, a Benny Merita and a uh, Josiah Petak and a Jaden Whiting shout out recommend Peckham. Um, they I don't want our athletes to their primary goal in a race to be beat my teammate. That's not my primary goal though. Totally, to- uh, sure. Um, because goal A is run seven one. Right. Sure. Um, and, it, and and it's insert Peter. Or it's insert anyone in Peter's spot. That's great. That's great. That's great. Um, And I love that difference between... And it is a difference between you and me as racers because um, you probably have a little bit more of that grit in you than I do. Um, But it's also been years. Right. Years since I raced. Right. And... I've raced pretty consistently. I only took a two-year break. Of running any 5K at all. Yeah. And then I've been back to quote unquote racing some sort of 5K at least twice a year. Yeah. And now it's all the time. Yeah. My last race. Woof. My last race, I was living in St. Louis. So it was. Five years ago? No, more than that. I mean, it, it was not my last year in St. Louis. So okay. it, it was 2014, 2015. Wow. Somewhere in there. Yeah. It was a, I think it was a six mile. Your last race that you raced? My last race. You raced the Chili Pepper. I don't, but it's not a race. I understand what you're saying. I get you. You don't even count that really as a race for you because neither nah, of us, neither of us trained for it. I was, yeah, I was half marathon fit. I wasn't 10K fit. And even then I wasn't fit. Yeah. Um, no, the one that you and I did together. I was, I was pretty. The one that you and I did together, mm-hmm. neither of us were training Oh, that was our first one. But yeah. Then we had the one with Jonathan. Finer. And you were half, half fit? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but not, you weren't even, you weren't no. even a fit fit. No. You can see in the pictures. I was not fit. You were not fit. Um, so, uh, I don't call that a race. I call gotcha. that, my friends were getting together. And we ran a 10K. And we ran a 10K. Yeah. And, I mean, I ran that in 40 minutes, I think? I think so. That's not a race. I ran a 39. I wasn't so. able to race. Yeah. I did not yeah. race that. So, I, that was just a, a go out and a, and a have fun. Um, <laughs> Which is totally great. Don't get us wrong. Yeah. Uh, we'll have guests on this show that that's that, that their is entire what... engagement with running, which right. we love. Um, so yeah, I think the last time I raced, you know, mm-hmm. friends message me and let me know if I'm wrong, but it, it had to have been that six mile. And, um, so I, I just haven't been living in competitive race mindset. And so, um, I am wrong. I I trained for a half. I trained for a full marathon, the Little Rock Marathon in 2018 or so, 2018, 2019. Um, and my calves jacked up uh, uh, a month before the race, and 
So uh, about 17 miles into the race, things really fell apart because I, my training fell apart in the month leading up to it. And uh, it's it's the first time I've walked involuntarily mm. um, since my freshman year of high school. Wow. Um, at mile 20 or 21, I was stopping. I was stretching. I w- my the soles of my feet were were throbbing. Um, it was it was miserable. We were we were training to run a, a 250. I ran a 322. Oof. Um, and. Uh, that's so hard. that was a that... that's a big difference in <laughs> what you're expecting and what happened. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, and I just uh, maybe a month ago, while I was just kind of journaling, and uh, I, I've for sure dove into in the last few years uh, accepting and sitting in pain instead of trying to run away from it quickly. Uh, and and so I was reprocessing that race recently and realizing I should be celebrating the difficulty of that race because it's it's actually in those races that you get to learn something and that mm-hmm. uh, if I revisit that race in my mind I can can draw a whole lot of life lessons and growth out of um, things not going the way that I expected them to and being okay with it and yeah. um, and and learning from it rather than just like dogging on myself for not racing well Right. Um, and it was really sweet. My parents walked a mile out from the finish line to welcome me at the top of the, this hill before the last mile. And, and we hugged each other and cried. And I was so disappointed. <laughs> and then I finished the race. That's so, awesome. So all that to say, a lot of talking uh, leading to going like, yeah, you've, you've, had, you've had racer mindset in yeah. you. And it'll be interesting to see if my training then allows me to get to the point where I can go, uh, I, I, I am just as confident as Ben is that right. I'm going to outkick him at the end. Yeah. And I um, mean, I, I know that that's, that's a mentality that my high school cross country coach put in my head. Um, shout out to Paul Gribb. Paul, oh, just, what yeah. a guy. U of M crew guy at the University of Michigan, married his college sweetheart. You still rock a Michigan hat. I do every so often yeah. because of him. His wife was uh, on the national, oh no. Did they win the national championship? I don't know. She played softball. And it was either her or her sister won the national championship. They were both pitchers at the University of Michigan. So, wow. go blue. Yeah. Um, anyway, he used to randomly... We, we could challenge him in a 400. Yeah, he told and us. And he would tell us that, sure, you could challenge me, but you're not going to beat me. Mm-hmm. And you'd have kids that would, oh, whatever, coach, you can't run. You don't run, blah, blah, blah. I'm fast. Mm-hmm. And then he would smoke them. Yeah. Just absolutely blow them out of the water. He'd sit on your shoulder for the first 200... And then he would just blow by you. Were you aware of him still kind of training a little bit nope. in life? It was just, no, nope. he just, just pure had fitness. it in him. He, and he just, and he said, when we'd ask him, coach, how did, like, why are you acting like you're going to beat us? He goes, because I know I'm going to beat you. Right. I'm not going to let you win. I'm going to beat you. Yeah. And it wasn't until I've, I challenged him once um, and the, I lost. I, and I was blown away. I was like, how did coach beat me? Like I, I am fast. I'm running like a 440 mile. Like I had to cross country. This is my junior year of high school, and then my senior year during track, I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna race coach again. Mm-hmm. I haven't done this this year, and that that was a time where I saw it waver, where he knew that he couldn't beat me, mm-hmm. but he was putting on a facade, mm-hmm. and it was, oh yeah, like Ben, I know I'm gonna beat you, and I'm like, ah, you don't have that sternness, coach. Mm-hmm. You don't have that that grit there like that drive that intensity that i saw last year mm-hmm. it's like no i've still got it i know i'm gonna beat you and i was like i don't i don't think you are I, i'm gonna beat you today 
and we stepped up to the line and I knew that he would move at 200. So I moved at 210 and I shut him down and I closed the door. I beat him. No way. I beat him. And he, he didn't even finish. I, I knew that he was going to move at 200. So like I said, I moved like 215 or 210 meters and put on a surge and then opened the wheels up and and he, he just couldn't keep on. And I, I just beat him to his move, and and yeah. that was the last time that he ever beat me. Yeah. And he said, I knew you, like, he, he said, I knew today that you were going to beat me. Yeah. And so ever since then, I've had that same mentality of, I I am just, if someone is there, I am going to beat them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And so, and it's and it hasn't let me down since, and it's what drives me during a race. And, and I don't say specifically someone, I don't pick someone out at the start of the race and be like, oh, I'm going to beat so-and-so. Yeah. It's, my, my thing is, if you're with me with 200 to go... I'm, I have the drive. I don't, I may not be as fit as you. I may not be as fast as you, but I'm going to outwork you and I'm going to beat you. Yeah. I Um, think, I think something I probably, my mindset more goes towards something I learned from the former head women's cross country coach at Eureka high school in St. Louis, Missouri, Kaylee Fisher. Um, she would always tell our runners, uh, with a K left, no one passes you like that. That's, that is number one rule. No one passes you. Everything else is fine. You, you need to be at your goal, uh, finishing place with a K left and no one passes you from there. Anything, any people you pass from there is just extra icing on the cake. Mm. And so, uh, ever since then, like that, that's been more of my mindset as a, as a race is ending is, is I'm I need to be where I want to finish, with you know obviously the the d- distance away from the finish line changes based on the the race, but with a K out, no one passes me, mm. um, and so um, which I feel like is, is in a, a similar vein, but obviously yeah. different goal. You're going that guy's there, I'm snagging you, yeah. and and sometimes obviously the distance of that person ahead of you is is insurmountable, right. but obviously it matters so much more of I your mindset should be I'm chasing down that person right. rather no than turning around and whatever yeah. um, but but the the change of turnover as the race is nearing the end should be one that it's impossible for anyone to catch you from behind right uh, I I like that because then it's it, you shouldn't even have to look around to see if anyone's coming because you know that the the um, the only people that, that are you have to worry about are the people in front of you yeah 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 I so, like that. so that, that's something that I, I think will be fun to explore. If uh, if you have our social media, if you have our um, oh uh, Instagram, if you have our personal emails, if <laughs> you somehow have our phone numbers that you've somehow found on the internet, um, you can. I, I I'd be interested to hear what weird or quirky thing that you've latched onto from a coach and where your competitive drive comes from. And if you don't have one. Why not? Yeah, and not not why not as in you need to get one, but just I would love to hear what is what are you racing for? Yeah, and what what drives you with a K to go, with a four hundred to go, with two hundred to go? What makes you go? I have more left. Yeah, um, if there is anything, and if not, that's okay. Maybe you just got to figure it out, and that'll just come with your first five K, your first half, your first marathon, your first time even going on a run. What makes me be able to finish this mile that my training plan says? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would love to hear that. Even if you like, if you want my personal phone number, somehow get in contact with me other ways, and then I'll give you my <laughs> phone number. Like 
go to Rush Running up in Bentonville right, and right. say, hey, Ben, not only am I going to buy a pair of shoes, but I am going to buy your phone number. Or or call Rush Running, Ooh. and then I'll give you my personal phone number. Yeah. Done. I mean, I'm seconds away from just saying my phone number right now. I'm I not mean, putting my you're phone done, number. You're not going to no do that? Way. No way. There are too many people. Like, I already get enough scam. It's like scam calls, spam calls. We'll put it in the show notes or Which something. Which seems like the only thing that could come out of this is good because you're already getting scammed. That's true. And half the time, visible doesn't work anyway. So like, I don't receive non-iMessage or iPhone calls. Mm. So that's really not a bad thing. Mm. I'm still not saying my phone number. Mm. Sorry. Well, if my, you can get it. I'm Peter Cunningham and my, uh, my and Instagram. And I'm Ben Ledbetter. <laughs> and my Instagram handle is PF Cunningham, F as in phalanges, which I'm pretty sure is actually PH. I think it's PH. <laughs> uh, yeah, that might be not. Uh, yeah. F as in Frank Lloyd Wright. <laughs> so. Is that, is that it? Uh, that's the end of our episode. <laughs> oh, no, no, is that the end of your Instagram? Yeah, it's just P.F. Cunningham. Oh, mine's just Ben, B-E, so it's B-E, three N's, B-E-N-N-N, underscore Ledbetter. Nice. Tori is, I'm not going to say hers, but it's almost the same thing. Are there a lot of Ben Ledbetters out there? No, we just wanted to match her Instagram handles, because mine uh, used to be she's got uh, Ben Bedwetter, yeah. and Tori, after we got married, said, you need to grow up and change. Oh, no, it was, Ben, you're a youth pastor, you need to change your Instagram handle. Okay. And I said... That's a bad idea, but I'm going to do it anyway because I love you. <laughs> That's good. That's good. So, yeah, I think that might be the end of our episode. Um, thanks for hanging out. We'll have some more stuff released soon. Yeah. We'll probably talk about what we think brunch is. We'll bring on some people. We'll talk about what they think brunch is. Yeah. Before um, our next episode, I hope to receive messages on Instagram uh, with your opinions on what brunch is done, Ooh. and we'll uh, we'll just have a little audience uh, um, participation. Yeah, we'll we'll read out uh, your messages and what uh, what you think about brunch, and uh, if you want to talk about running too, feel free to toss that in there. Also, for the record, uh, we do have a uh, we have our own running brunch podcast Instagram. I love it. Dude, at so many. I mean, it's crazy how how quickly our following. Has I know. Grown. We've got a whole rousing too. Yeah, I think it's me and you. It is me and you. <laughs> yeah. And we have one person we're following, and it doesn't even tell me who it is. Really? Uh, nope. That's okay. But it's the Running Brunch Pod. Or no, not the. Man, this, that would be bad. It's just Running Brunch Pod. Okay. Um, yeah. Come follow us. Well. It's super big content on there. Currently zero posts. It's, it's, so. But it's, it's But we also haven't released anything yet. So just as all of our other episodes... I bet by the time that this gets released, there'll be something on there, so I'll be wrong. Yeah. Go run some miles. Go eat some sort of food that you call brunch. At any time of day, as long as you declare brunch over it. We won't get into that right now. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Bye.